And yeehaw and howdy, y'all. We're back again for another week of the Blitz uh, Trading Post. This is our final episode of the uh, breaking down the depth charts of each, ta uh, each team there. Um, what we're going to be doing is saving the best or the West for last, I should say. Uh, and that was coined by you, my man on my left, the only guy to show up tonight. We know George has some internet issues. Uh, we know Joe is somewhere. And uh, Alex is actually at a uh, picnic right now, which is which is understandable. It's Fourth of July weekend. Happy Fourth of July, everybody! And what's up, Jason? How are we doing this evening? Doing very well, man. Like uh, lots of things uh, in my life were busy this week, but you know what? Is a constant, a very beautiful constant, is coming back and doing some fantasy football talk with with my boys, and at least tonight with a boy. Uh, and that's you, Dirty Jobs, Mike. So I appreciate you having me on for this one. And uh, looking forward to going through the West. Heck yeah, it's been a minute since me and you had to do a show together. But just like riding a bike, I think uh, me and you have done plenty of blitzes like this in the past. It's it's like nothing to it. So very excited, uh, very excited to just get this uh, whole series over with. Not that it hasn't been a fun series. It's just been a long series. And we'll be able to get back into uh, more of the fantasy fantasy. Uh, talks and things like that, like getting towards redraft and everything, uh, getting pretty excited, man. It's that time of year. Um, so, uh, we're going to go ahead and just kick this off guys. We're going to start out with the, like I said, the AFC West, we got the Broncos, Chiefs, Chargers, Raiders, which is a great division. And this division is chock full of fantasy studs. We've got a lot of change situations though. So there's a lot of kind of things that we got to take back and maybe really think about here on a lot of these guys. Um, because there's like, I think everybody outside of the chargers is, uh, has a brand new, either quarterback, a brand new set of receivers, um, a brand, like a brand new, who, who, brand new set of receivers on two of those teams. Weapons, man, just weapons across the board. Weapons across the board. That is exactly right. Um, so we're going to go ahead and kick this off with the Broncos, my babies, my Broncos. Uh, we got Russell Wilson at the quarterback and that's why they're going to win the super bowl this year we got uh, javante williams and melvin gordon sitting back at running back again we've got Cortland sutton tim patrick jerry judy leading off the wide receiver core with seth williams kendall hinton and kj hamler backing them up and then we got the the tight end beast albert okwebenom and greg dulcich as the tight end situation um since you're the only one here we'll go ahead and let you kick this one off Man, I for sure thought you were gonna kick. This is your team, man. I, I can't kick. I can't kick your team off. I will say, uh, you are the one fantasy expert I've heard actually say uh, Albert O. Not say Albert O. You actually pronounce his name properly because uh, nobody else wants to try it. And you're you're a Broncos fan, so kudos to you, man. It's it's really crazy that people just can't say Okwebenom. Like it's not that hard. I mean, I get it that it looks like a big word or whatever, but. It's really not that hard to pronounce. And I mean, uh, once you hear him pronounce it about 150 times, it's 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 really not that bad. So I, I all of a sudden got the Lion King song stuck in my head in the jungle. <laughs> That's too funny. So, OK, well, I will kick this one off. Um, so the team that the thing about this team is that I feel like with the defense that they've got with this offense lined up now, this team actually has a potential chance to be a real threat in the AFC uh, Russell Wilson is a dynamic game changer, and now he has a better line than he's used to. He's got a better running game than he's used to. He's got great wide receivers, which not that he didn't have great wide receivers in Lockett and Metcalf, 
But I feel like Sutton, Patrick, and Judy will add a whole lot more to the mix. And then uh, even just KJ Hamler in the back there. And I like Albert Okwebenam a lot too. And there's our man, George. There he is. We knew he was going to make it. Um, so we'll go ahead and like with that, I feel like uh, the only real dull spots on this is the Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon split. I think they're going to see probably closer to 60-40, whereas they saw 50-50 last year. So, I mean, with the 60-40 split going into Javante Williams, I think he's still going a little bit early. I'm really excited to see what Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick can do with uh, Russell Wilson as their quarterback. And I'd really like to see something out of Jerry Judy because he hasn't really shown us a whole awful lot yet. But, I mean, when you look at the quarterback situation that he had, you almost can't blame the guy. Um, George, what do you think about the Broncos this year? I hate the Broncos. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I would minimize you if it didn't mean uh, losing you on the edit of the audio. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, no, I, I actually I'm excited about the the fantasy prospects from that team. Um, as you mentioned, or you Jason probably both mentioned, they traded for an actual quarterback uh, this offseason and Russell Wilson. Um, I didn't really drop him in my quarterback rankings. I got him number eight overall um, in, in redraft leagues. Uh, you touched on Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams. Like I fully expect that those two guys are going to split again. Um, I don't think it's going to be Javante Williams is all of a sudden the, the workhorse running back. That's not what they've done there. Um, shoot. I can't even remember the last time they had a true three down running back on that team. If they, if they wanted Javante Williams to be the three down running back, they would not have brought back Melvin Gordon. So I'm expecting to see a split there. Um, Cortland Sutton, I do believe the wide receiver one in, in on this team. Um, he's been the wide receiver one there before um, you. It's, it's going to be one of those things where it's going to be frustrating because they have a lot of talent at the wide receiver position. They got Cortland Sutton. They got Tim Patrick. They do have Jerry Judy. All three of those guys are really good. Um, I expect Sutton to be the best of the three. And then I think you're going to have some weeks where it's going to be a Tim Patrick week. Some weeks it'll be a Jerry Judy week. Um, they signed both Sutton and Patrick to big contracts this off season. And to be honest, I don't care about the tight ends on this team. I just don't. Um, Russell Wilson traditionally hasn't really targeted his tight ends. Um, and I don't think there's enough football to go around and you can, it's true. He he really That's doesn't the Will use his Disley tight ends. Look, I was giving you. I was Will dissing you, man. Will Disley was a beast when he was on the field with uh, Russell. There Wilson. was there was there was there was nobody else there with him, and that was like six years ago. Like, can we not pretend Russell Wilson uses his tight ends? He just doesn't. Jimmy Graham. I mean, there was all kinds of tight ends scoring touchdowns with Russell Wilson. Yeah, I, are you going to feel comfortable <laughs> starting them week in week out? No, you're not. I think Alberto, you will be able to. I think you're going to see a lot of tight end usage there. Yeah, I, I feel bad. Uh, Noah Fant getting bounced off this team right when the good quarterback comes in, right? Like, I think Noah Fant could have been good on this team, and now he's stuck in Seattle on that that uh, S sandwich that I'll be I'll be nice and not curse. But uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, looking at it, look, Javante Williams is going super high from my blood. Like, I he's going in the range where I don't want to take him just because, you know, he finished, he finished a top two running back less than 
last year and he's going so early, like running back 14, I think is his, his average right now. That is so early. And I like Javante as a football player, but just as a fantasy from like a fantasy fantasy perspective, uh, it's not ideal. So um, I like this team a lot. I want Sutton. I want Patrick. I'll even take Judy. I think uh, of the three, um, of the three, I would take Sutton and Patrick over Judy at this point. Cause I haven't seen it from Judy and I, and I hope Russ is that difference maker. Um, but like, I would, I think Sutton is the talent and I think Patrick is the cheap guy to go after. If you just want a piece of this offense, um, the wide, the running back spot, I'd even take Melvin Gordon as like a high end handcuff later. Right. He's, you know, don't, don't give me uh, Alexander Madison late in these drafts anymore. I know Dalvin Cook will go down and Madison will be okay. But if, if Javante Williams has an issue this year, Melvin Gordon is going to go off. And and the one thing we talked about before we started doing the show is that just the opportunities are going to go up for these guys. And I think that's where if you wanted to say like that Javante and even Melvin Gordon could be good, um, it's that they're going to have more opportunities to score. And they did some scoring last year, but they're going to be, you know, you got to think that they'll have a lot more red zone opportunities this year compared to last year. So even if they do share the workload, it could be a better workload. Absolutely. So, we got our man, so Josh, Josh Clark, Joe the- Clark. Sorry. Let me go ahead and shout Joe out real fast. Um, he's saying he agrees on Sutton and he thinks Denver D should get Russ the ball. And I really like this comment here. And what's up, Joe? He says, if all goes according to plan, the AC should be an absolute bloodbath this season and a pure joy to follow. And I really completely yep. agree with that. But go ahead, George. Yeah, this 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 whole division uh, is by far the most fantasy relevant division in the NFL. And, and as far as just NFL not pertaining to fantasy, they're going to eat each other alive in this division. Like we haven't got there yet, but Derek Carr, Derek Carr is a really good quarterback, and he's the worst quarterback in this division. And he's like right. a top 15 quarterback. So they're just yeah. going to eat each other alive. The The defenses in this division, um, outside of, I think, Kansas City, are all very, very, very good. And even Kansas City, can, when they can get their crap together, man, they actually look pretty decent defensively. They're yep. a team that really sucks at the beginning of the year. But, boy, they usually turn it on towards the end when they make those Super Bowl runs uh, just until they get to the Super Bowl and they allow Cooper Cup to – Somehow still get over, <laughs> over and over and over again. Yeah. yeah, that's more Cooper Cup. Well, that's good on the Broncos, even though I could talk about the Broncos all night. You guys know I am the number one Broncos fan. So but now we'll go ahead and get into these three lesser teams. We'll just call that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll go with the Chiefs. Uh, we got Mahomes as the quarterback. We got CEH, Clyde Edwards, Fresh Prince of Hell Air uh, at the running back with Ronald Jones. And we got Marquez Valdez Scanling. Uh, Nicole Hardman, Juju Smith-Schuster, Josh Gordon is fourth on the depth chart on this team, which made me very excited. And I knew you'd like that too, George. Uh, Doris Fountain and Sky Moore as the wide receivers. And then, of course, Steady Eddie, Travis Kelsey, and Blake Bell at the tight end position. I was pretty sad to see Noah Gray didn't move up on this depth chart as well. Um, George, what do you think of this Chiefs team? So I, I'm extremely interested in a lot of pieces on this team. Um, I, I get like, you know, they lost Tyreek Hill and just because they lost Tyreek Hill, this is still a very good team, especially on the offensive side of the ball. They still have Patrick Mahomes and you can say what you want, but having one of the top two or three quarterbacks in the league 
on your team is going to help your offense. Um, the, you, you mentioned they do have Juju Smith-Suster, who we've seen him put up over 1,000 yards in a season. Um, they, they, they added Valdez-Scantling, who, you know, we're getting reports in, in, in the OTAs in the offseason that he looks fantastic and he's burning and there's a real connection between him and, and Mahomes. Um, and then they, they drafted Sky Moore, who a lot of people are really high on. And then they also drafted a guy who I'm higher on than most in Justin Ross. Um, if he didn't have his uh, medical issues, I think he probably would have been a second or third round pick. And, and so, you know, he he's also a talented uh, wide receiver. And I do agree with, with Joe here. Losing Hill hurts a lot. But I think they added enough to where Patrick Mahomes is going to be able to distribute the ball to all the wide receivers and not just Tyreek Hill and Kelsey. Um, I'm still high on Kelsey. I'm higher on Ronald Jones than Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Um, I still think in redraft leagues, Kelsey's the number one uh, tight end. And the reason I'm higher on Ronald Jones than Clyde Edwards Hilaire is I think Ronald Jones is the one who's going to be your goal line back. He, he's going to be your short yardage back. He'll be your goal line back. And he's not a terrible running back. He is a decent running back. And we've seen three years of Clyde Edwards Hilaire. And I'm just – I was not impressed with him when they drafted him. Um, I didn't like him then. I don't like him now. I I, I don't think he's a very good running back. So I'm going to say something that uh, might be interesting, but I, I'm looking at the weapons here and I go, this is the fourth best team in this division. I love Patrick Mahomes. I like Kelsey. Valdez Scantling is good, but not, you know, we've seen what he did with Aaron Rodgers, and does anybody think that like they do different things? But does anybody think what Valdez Scantling's uh, skill set is is matches up with what Mahomes does? Because what Hill did is just ran around until Mahomes got finally got him the ball. It wasn't like timing routes. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't these like really precision passes. It was oh, I'm gonna get flushed out of the pocket and we're going to improvise something that's not Mount. That's not Scantling's uh, MO. That's not Hardman's MO. Uh, Juju. That's not Juju Smith Schuster's MO either. Like I, I don't see that on this team. Maybe Sky Moore has that. Um, you know, maybe Ross has that if he can get healthy. I like Ross a lot too. Um, coming in as a, uh, oh, sorry guys. I, fireworks are scaring the crap out of my dog. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, so other than Kelsey and Mahomes, I again I like this team, but like from a pure like from from a standpoint of like what they what they normally do and what they now have, losing Hill, Hill is a big issue for this team. And and I don't think they really actually addressed it here. And well seventy two percent of the targets, right? Seventy two percent of the targets went to Tyreek Hill last year. That was Mahomes' safety blanket. I myself feel like Hardman does have the speed and the ability to be able to maybe give about 60% of that gap back to him, but he is no Tyreek Hill by any means. And I'm with Joe when he says, hashtag never Rojo. He's up there with Gaskin with me. Um, I, and I really honestly feel like Clyde Edwards Lair is going to be on his third year breakout right here. Well, I feel like Mahomes saw something in this kid and uh, we'll, we'll see a little bit more of it this year. Didn't because they're going to have to, right? Like I just agree. I mean, if you can't get it done with Aaron Rodgers, you're crazy to think you're going to be able to just go get it done with Patrick Mahomes. 
to me, they're completely different quarterbacks, but they're both very skilled quarterbacks that can get you the ball. Um, for me, Mark, uh, McCole Hardman is actually kind of the guy to own here. Although I could see Juju Smith being a really good ad as well because he, we've seen it before. I mean, honestly, from a football standpoint, uh, over CEH, who I've seen uh, enough of, and Ronald Jones, I mean, Jarek McKinnon down the stretch was the was the number one, and he resigned with the team. Like I, 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 I oh, they not... were they were all banged up there though. I mean, I, well, I don't don't read don't read too much into that. They were all banged up. They were all um, banged up, but he was very good down the. Sh- it's not like they were banged up. He was better than Clyde Edwards Hilaire for sure. I mean, right. And, I mean, I, I, that's why I said I got no interest in Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I'd, I'd prefer give me Ronald Jones at his ADP over Clyde Edwards Hilaire hundred out of hundred times. I agree. Um, the the one thing that you did mention with Patrick Mahomes is him running around and throwing the ball deep. That's not what Patrick Mahomes did last year. Did he do it? Yes, but that's not how they played. Like. Patrick Mahomes had one of the top five quickest releases of the ball in the NFL last year. He only held on to the ball for like 2.3 seconds before he got rid of the ball. So that's why I'm I'm saying I'm not overly concerned about this wide receiver core. Like the highlights are absolutely fantastic. Patrick Mahomes scrambles. You know, he's in the pocket. He dodges one guy. He dodges another guy. He scrambles to the left. He cuts back to the right. No look past it, 50 yards downfield to Tyreek. Like, those are great highlights, but that's not what the Chiefs' offense was. It just wasn't. The, the, most of their passes, he only held on to the ball for 2.3 seconds. They're all short yard passes past the goal, uh, past the line, and allow Tyreek to use his speed and his agility and his route running. People highly discredit that man's ability to run around to, to get open and take off. These guys that they brought in, they're fast. They're not nearly as fast as Tyreek Hill. I get that. But he's got to have – it's overall, even with losing Tyreek Hill, they upgraded their wide receiving core overall. Now, one individual was better than all of them, absolutely. But in totality, it's a much better, more balanced wide receiver core. And I think Patrick Mahomes is good enough and Andy Reid is good enough to, to scheme for that and, and make it work. I'm not going to discredit it. Just because they lost Tyreek Hill, I can't do that. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. Um, because I mean, that's one thing. Patrick Mahomes is a champion, and that's uh, something he's going to try to go do. And I know they should have maybe a little bit more time with that modified line. I know they tried to modify the line a couple of years ago, um, but sometimes those lines take a few years to gel. So maybe we'll actually see a little bit more of a balanced attack, a little bit more running game out of there and hopefully that's led by uh ceh um because i hate to be wrong but i think he's gonna be a really good <laughs> this year this this um, backfield screams that that backfield screams committee to me it really does yeah it should too yeah but i mean i think they'll need to but i think we'll see a separation to clyde edwards hilaire this year like i said i feel like he's gonna be having his third year breakout um with that we'll go ahead and move on to the chargers oh wait really quick i just wanted to say wouldn't it be great if Josh Gordon was the number one wide receiver on this team, George? Oh, dude. Like, yes. I'm here for it. I'm here for the Josh Josh Gordon 2022-23 season breakout. Yes. Yes. Yes, that would be great. Um, that's for anybody who owned him in 1985 like George and I did. And uh, I, Listen, I, no, 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 no BS. I still have him on some dynasty teams. I ain't lying. Oh, that's, that's my guy. Yeah, that's too. my guy. Yeah, no doubt about it. Yeah, I didn't let him go. I couldn't quit him. Uh, the Chargers have uh, Herbert as the quarterback, Austin Eckler and Isaiah Spiller, which already moved ahead of, uh, I think it's Josh. I, I can't Josh remember the guy. Jackson. Name. 
Justin Jackson or something like that. Justin Jackson got cut. It's uh, it's somebody else. Anyways. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Yeah, Isaiah Spiller beat him already. Uh, we got Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Joshua Palmer, Palmer, Mike Bandy, Jalen Guyton, and DeAndre Carter at the wide receiver position. And this was kind of a shock to me with Gerald Everett and Donald Parham Jr. as the tight end. Gerald Everett coming in there, that's kind of a enticing thing. But, Jason, I'll go ahead and let you lead this one off. So, I, man, I uh, I might have been too quick on the uh, the trigger on fourth for Kansas City because, I, you know, everybody knows they got Mike Williams. Everybody knows they have Keenan Allen. I love both of those guys, don't get me wrong, and their ADPs. You know, Keenan Allen – like continues to put out decent good season after good season all he does is slide keep sliding and and for for a decent reason like herbert's a different type of quarterback than philip rivers was herbert will throw it deep to mike williams when uh rivers wouldn't do that before um but man they are a they are a mile wide and about an inch deep in wide receiver aren't they they've That's what I was you know on this team when i was typing it up they've got talent at one and two but man, three Josh Palmer showed some flashes. That's not a bad guy, Jalen Guyton. I like the name. He 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 had spots, but man, that's that is thin. If you get if one of the two guys gets hurt, that is thin, thin, thin. Um, Austin Eckler is going to do Austin Eckler things. Like he he keeps begging for them to find somebody to spell him a little bit because uh, you know he can only do so much on the field. Spiller is probably that guy. I, I loved Isaiah Spiller. In college, but you know he had a bad combine, right? So that's that's kind of dropped him down into like a day three pick. Um, but he still got talent. That guy can run between the tackles, so I, I do like him on this team. Um, not for fantasy, but for regular football, which to me says Austin Eckler is still a buy even at his inflated price. And you said it earlier, Gerald Everett is a guy I am targeting because. I, I very rarely spend up on one of the big uh, tight ends and then I'm punting until the end and Gerald Everett is sne- going to be sneaky, sneaky good on this team. So I really like Gerald Everett. George, what do you think of that about this team? Yeah. George, you're on mute. So I, I think this team <laughs> is – am I? No, I'm not. No, 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 you're not. <laughs> I'm not on mute. Oh, I said I wasn't on mute. <laughs> uh, I, I, I actually, and it pains me to say this, I really do like this Chargers team. Um, yeah, they, they are a little thin at the wide receiver position. That's that's fine. Um, they were thin there last year as well. But you know, you got one of the top three quarterbacks again. Like I said, we're, with Mahomes, you got one of the top three quarterbacks for fantasy. Uh, and Justin Herbert, all she's going to do is just throw the ball, throw the ball, throw the ball some more. Um, Austin Eckler, you know, what can you say? He is a top five running back in fantasy. Uh, his involvement in the passing game is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, he can run between the tackles. You know, he, he, he's a short, stocky guy. Uh, he can punch it in from the goal line. Um, Keenan Allen is absolutely just Mr. Consistent. Uh, he, 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 You throw him in your lineups, set it, forget it. You, you know what you're getting from him. He's probably going to get eight to ten targets a game, probably going to have six to eight catches a game. Um, if he falls in the end zone, you know, you, you got a 20-point week. Uh, it's just your NFL because he's just so consistent. All he does is produce. Um, Mike Williams is – listen, they just gave him a huge contract. 
But for fantasy purposes, man, it's a story of two seasons last year with him. Like the first four or five weeks of the season, you know, he was he, he tore it up. Yeah. And then and then like after that, it's like, where did he go? Like he was absolutely just crushing you. There were weeks you would put him in your lineup and you know, you're thinking, okay, you know, this should be a good game. You know, you throw, you throw him in against Philadelphia and you're like, all right, this, this is going to be a good game. You know, Philly's defense is banged up. They're, they're not very good. He goes out, gives you two for 58, no touchdowns. Like that crushes you when, when it's a guy who, you know, two weeks before that was going 148, uh, 148 receiving yards on five receptions and two touchdowns. Like it's just, it crushes you. So I don't know what to expect from him. They paid him. Uh, he is a former first round mm-hmm. draft pick. So I I'm hoping that, you know, he can duplicate at least a little bit or be more consistent, but man, he, he hurt people last year. Like you were riding the highest of highs and the lowest of lows with him. Um, I do like Jalen Guyton. I think he's a decent wide receiver three. Um, when and if either Williams or Keenan Allen goes down, we've, we've seen him just step right in and, you know, he could be productive. Uh, so I, I do like Guyton, but after that, that's nobody I'm interested in. And I do like Gerald Everett. And as the tight end, they've always used their tight ends. Jared Cook was a valuable asset in, in that tight end position the last few years. Um, so I, I absolutely do love the Jared Everett being the tight end there. We've seen him produce with the Rams when he was the, the only tight end there. Uh, you know, he'd go out and put up, you know, tight end one games for you. He just absolutely, uh, a great addition overall. I like it. I, I still think this is one of the better teams in this division. Their defense is absolutely loaded. Like they stocked up um for a championship run this year and if they don't make the playoffs this year it's probably gonna be one of the most disappointing teams in the nfl because they've spent a lot of money and they are primed not just for a playoff run but a deep one at that yeah it's really hard to get playoffs in this division right here i mean when you've got a lot of solid teams up ahead of you like the raiders that we're going to be talking about are even a damn good team too so it's understandable to an extent, but yeah, I, th- I feel like you're right. What they've got defensively, because it's also a no-fly zone against that team, they're really, really hard to pass on. You can run against the Chargers, um, but I mean, both is getting better every single year, so it's going to get even harder and harder to do that as well. So yeah, I can see uh, I can see Guyton taking on the third spot out of this. I can see him overtaking Joshua Palmer um, because he is a solid asset. He's He's proved himself on that team, and he's proved himself a good rapport with Herbert. Um, and yeah, Gerald Everett for me, I'm very excited to have him on quite a few of my fantasy lineups this year. Cause I do think you can get this guy in the 14th, 15th, 16th round and, uh, he'll produce some pretty solid results. The, the one thing that concerns me about this team, and we can say it about every team, but specifically the chargers is they have a long history of their players not being healthy. Like they've got a long history. Uh, Bosa's missed time with injury. Uh, Keenan Allen's missed time with injuries. Eckler's missed time with injury. Um, uh, Derwin James has missed time with injuries. Like they, when these guys for the Chargers, and I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's their strength and conditioning or, or what. I'm just not sure. But when they get injured, they miss. They don't miss games. They miss a lot of games. It's yeah, not one or two. Teams. It's it's extended periods with these guys. Yeah. So that's the that's the the one thing that does concern me. 
But, I mean, like I said, you can say that about everything, but it, it just seems some teams are more apt to severe injuries than others. And they're, and they're all in Los Angeles and San Francisco. Yep, <laughs> they're all on the West Coast. Reason. It's that, it's yeah. that guacamole, <laughs> vegan, healthy food lifestyle. They're not out, they're, listen, they're not killing their – they're not compromising killing their immune system with cheeseburgers and French fries and pizza. Right. No, they, 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 they want – they want those guac salads with almonds and strawberries. Like, who the, what, what the hell is that? Right. Yeah. So uh, let's play. Let's play ADP game with Mike Williams, okay? Because, like George said, he is a guy that killed you last year because he started off so hot that you never could bench him, and then he <laughs> fell off such a cliff that he he killed you week in and week out, right? So Mike Williams currently wide receiver seventeen. He's going right after mm-hmm. Deontay Johnson and DJ Moore. Uh, of those two, which would you rather? Of those three, which would you rather have? Deontay Johnson, DJ Moore, Mike Williams. Oh, uh, you know my answer. I think DJ Moore for me. No. Well, caveat. I want to throw a caveat. As of today, with Sam Darnold as his quarterback, I don't want nothing to do with DJ Moore. I'm not a big, a big DJ Moore guy. Self, uh, full disclosure, I've never been a DJ Moore guy. But with Sam Darnold as his quarterback, I want nothing to do with him. Give me De- Deontay Johnson with uh. Mitch Trubisky and Kenny Pickett all day long, all day long. Okay, so it doesn't surprise me. We'll take. We don't want to take the guys. Uh, we don't want to take Mike Williams over the guys taken ahead of him, right? The guys right. behind him. This is where it gets interesting. Cortland Sutton, DK Metcalf, Terry McLaurin. Those three guys are the guys going. You know, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. I'm taking Cortland Sutton all day over Mike Williams, but that's kind of where it stops for me. DK Metcalf is on a team with with Geno Smith as his starting quarterback and Terry McLaurin got an upgrade in Wentz, but like how good of an upgrade is Wentz compared to what he had last year? It's huge, but it's so, okay, fine. His, his passes are only going to go five yards over Terry McLaurin's head and not the 10 or 15 from last year, you know? (laughs) So, uh, you know, right where Mike Williams is, he's, he's kind of right where he needs to be. I'd slide him down just maybe one slot for me, but, and, and take Cortland Sutton. But again, I can't pretend like Cortland Sutton, Cortland Sutton isn't, doesn't have some, you know, question marks around him as well. Hasn't had, uh, you know, for all the talent we've seen. And again, because of quarterback, we just haven't seen it produced on the field with Sutton either. So, you know, I, I get why Mike Williams is going where he's going and it's, it's pretty high considering the, the half a season he put up last year. Yeah, yeah, so I, I I think I'd add Terry McLaurin to that list. I think I want Terry McLaurin over Mike Williams. I think he's more of a solid. And I mean, if I'm grabbing him at this point, I'm I'm thinking I'm probably grabbing my wide receiver one. Hopefully, I've already got my two running backs banked up and everything like that. And I'm taking the next swing around. And uh, I would be happier with Terry McLaurin as my wide receiver one than Mike Williams as my wide receiver one. So I I would take DK Metcalf over uh, Mike Williams and. And here is why. Here's the last six games for DK Metcalf last year. Um, With Russell Wilson as his quarterback. No, it was Geno Smith. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was Geno. Oh, okay, gotcha. No, that's fair. I forgot that he uh, that he's played yeah. three games last year. Yep. So eight targets, eight targets, 12 targets, five targets, nine targets, 11 targets. So even, even if Geno Smith is the quarterback there, like, and I, I know we, we talked about you know, the quarterback situation there on a, on a previous episode. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, I actually defended Geno Smith. So you should go back and look at it and watch it. And you can tell me where I'm wrong. Um, 
which is everywhere. But like, <laughs> if I can get a guy that's getting you know eight to ten targets a game, I'll take that. I, I'll absolutely take that. And, and not all of those games were bad. You know, five receptions, eleven yards, uh, fifty yards, bad. six okay. receptions, six or okay, fine. I'm sorry, I didn't add the touchdown in. Uh, six yeah. receptions for sixty-three yards and three touchdowns. Like, yes, give me that, please. Um, against the Bears, this was a horrible game. This one crushed you. You got saved by a touchdown, but two receptions for 41 yards and a touchdown. Like, I, I'll I'll take those numbers, no problem, over over what I'll Mike Williams was giving you last year. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah the because volume, the odds are – Yeah, the, 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 the volume is there for him. They're going to hyper-target DK Metcalf. I, I still would prefer Tyler Lockett over DK Metcalf. But I think they're going to to still throw a lot of balls towards DK Metcalf, and and that's that's what Geno Smith as the, as their quarterback. Well, we're nobody's expecting them to trade for uh, uh, Jimmy G because I don't I don't see San Francisco trading him within division if they trade him at all. Um, but there there's rumors Baker might be going to Seattle. Um, yeah, and, and if like that, that that would make that would change. If that happens, right yeah, that happens. You're going to see those ADPs skyrocket. But so, as yeah. of right now, even with Geno Smith as the quarterback, I have no problem taking DK Metcalf over Mike Williams. I do that, no problem. So you said last six games, though, right? Because mm-hmm. like we we're all looking at Mike Williams last six is is not not great, but like Mike Williams and uh, uh let's see, all right, Cleveland. Uh, 16 targets, 165 yards, two touchdowns. Now, then he gave you his stinker, one tar- uh, one reception, four targets, 11 yards. His next game, he had nine targets, 122 yards, 10 targets for 91 yards, 12 targets for 82 yards. Like, I think... I think... A, I think are you, I that's think the end of the season? That was... Uh, or, or, or is that oh, the beginning of the season? That's, you're, you're looking right, at the this, beginning of the season. This has this... Sorry. This has this backwards. Okay. Last game last year against the the Raiders 17 targets, nine receptions, 119 yards and a touchdown. Okay, but so, I got one question. So, I got one yeah. I got one question. One yeah. question. How, I know. For fan, for fantasy purposes only. Nothing. Who, no that, that doesn't help. That does not help you at all. I know. Let's look so at he, that let's look at that four target game. You know, look at the nine target where he had three receptions, six for six for 61. Yeah, you know, slipped on me. It, it, yeah, it's it was not pretty. It was absolutely not pretty. That completely. Like, How do I not remember that strong of a season coming I, out of Mike Williams last? I know, year? It, it, it was. Jason was looking at backwards. I, I, I as soon as he started reading those numbers, because I had Mike Williams numbers pulled up, the and I'm like, nope, you got this backwards. Yeah. Now here's the other thing. I can I can clearly remember DK Metcalf disappearing over the last several games of the season. I, I like I. So I'm wondering about his numbers. Um, but again. That could just be like a feel and not me like actually looking at the box scores. But I remember people audibly complaining. No, he had he had no he had some listen, he three four three receptions for twenty six yards, four receptions thirty one yards, one reception for thirteen yards, five receptions for sixty. Listen, in a PPR that gets you eleven points. That's that's my bar is eleven points or ten points. Um you know, but in none of those he had touchdowns in. Absolutely none of those. But he put up 12 touchdowns on the season. Um, yeah. He had one game, the championship week, you know, he put up three touchdowns. Semi-championship week, he put up, you know, uh, 
two for 41, but he also had that touchdown. So yeah, the problem, the problem really is by the time you got to the championship week, you didn't yep. play him. It's, it, you know, you couldn't trust playing him and you didn't get those three touchdowns because the week before he had two receptions for 41 yards. Yes. He had a touchdown that week. And it, so it wasn't bad, but like, that's not what you're looking for in your championship. So anyway, we're, we're not no, talking no, about Metcalf. Not. This, we're not talking about Metcalf this week. Anyway, I just thought it was interesting because Mike Williams uh, for, for like as up and down of a season as it is like his ADP is probably right where he needs to be. Yeah. Right where it belongs. I think I, it, it's too high. <laughs> uh, with that, we'll go to the Raiders. Boo Raiders. Oh, uh, we got cars. Oh, Raiders. <laughs> we got cars, the quarterback. We got Josh Jacobs, Kenyon Drake coming in as the running back. Devontae Adams making an appearance with Keelan Cole, which I didn't see that one go through uh, pretty much under the radar. I'm sure anything that happens to Keelan Cole, but he's always been one of my favorite receivers as well. Um, Hunter Renfro, Mac Hollins, Tyron Johnson, Demarcus Robinson at the wide receiver position. Then the solid wide or tight end number three, in my opinion, Darren Waller and Foster Moreau coming in at that tight end position. Um, we'll go ahead and kick this one off. Uh, so I feel like Carr is going to be a, a good serviceable play this year. I think he'll actually finish a quarterback one. Um, Devontae Adams, I think, might have a potential chance to finish as a high-end wide receiver two, uh, possibly a low-end one, although, I mean, we just have not seen Wide receiver ones come out of Derek Carr, except one time in his whole entire career with Amari Cooper. And that's with many years of Amari Cooper being about the only talent on that whole entire team. Um, so with that, I, I do like Keelan Cole a little bit. And Hunter Renfro, I think, is going to be another solid ad uh, because Devontae Adams is going to be taking a whole lot of pressure off of him. And then Darren Waller, I think, is going to continuously suck down those red zone targets. Jason, what do you think about this Raiders team? So I, I like this team. I actually like their one, two, three, as far as wide receivers go. Um, you know, I was a Renfro guy pretty early on. Uh, hard to be a Renfro guy when he doesn't go out and do much. And then he, and then he blows up and you go, Hey, look, look, look where I said way back here. And nobody cares. Nobody cares. <laughs> but I, I actually like this team a lot. Josh Jacobs. I think they're going to, they're going to run the tires off of him. He's it's the last year of his deal. I think he's a very talented running back and, and Josh McDaniel go, coming over here. I think they're actually going to get him involved finally in the passing game, which is something they haven't done. Uh, they didn't do under the previous like regime at all. Gruden. And uh, I forgot the name of the interim coach, but um, and then, you know, the, the one thing I'll disagree with maybe a little bit of what you said is Waller. I think Waller takes a giant step back in this offense because Waller's always been a volume play. Uh, but you don't go, you don't go get Adams and not give him the volume that, that we're all expecting him to get. So I think like, I think Adams is going to get a ton of volume and I think Waller, it, it gets eaten out of Waller's volume. Now, all the talent in the world. I like the, I like the player. I like the name. I think he's going to still be one of the top end tight ends because, you know, let's face it, the tight end market sucks, but I do think, I personally think Waller takes a step back. Uh, I think Renfro still gets his. I think Keenan Cole's interest. Keelan Cole is interesting, and I really, I think Adams is going to be great here. Uh, and and just like for those that are in the Scott Fishbowl, Derek Carr is going to be a really great um, Scott Fishbowl quarterback. He doesn't he doesn't turn the ball over much. He likes to throw the ball around the line of sk scrimmage. He's got guys that can get open. 
his his completion percentage is going to be high, so you're not going to lose a lot of points there. So, like, Derek Carr is going to be a highly targeted Scott Fishbowl quarterback. Yeah, well, what, what can I add to that? Um, so, I'm, I, I don't get the Zamir White hype. Like they, I, I get they went out and they drafted, you know, Zamir White in the draft, right? They spent a fourth round pick on this guy, and and people just assume like he's going to be the Josh Jacobs replacement this year, and and because they didn't give him a fifth year option, they didn't take his fifth year option on his team or on his contract. I I don't see that. I, I think I think Jacobs is going to be. Like Jason said, ran into the dirt. I don't see Kenyon Drake usurping him. I definitely don't see Zamir White usurping him uh, this year. Um, so I, I'm excited about the opportunity that Josh Jacobs has. Um, and as far as Adams and Waller go, um, I I think while the targets from Waller will go down, I think that the more efficient targets is what he'll be seeing because teams were, were literally doubling uh, Waller last year because outside of Renfro, he was their biggest threat, especially after uh, he who shall not be named uh, decided to accelerate a little too fast and kill someone. Um, so I, I, I think while Waller will probably see less targets, I think he'll be open more and I don't think, I think he'll be more efficient. I, I can see this kind of being like a Hill Kelsey. I, I understand, you know, they're different athletes and different type of receivers between Adams and Hill and Waller and Kelsey, but I can see that dynamic where with the, uh, an actual true number one wide receiver opening things up greatly for other people. And I think Waller will be a beneficiary from that. Um, I'm not sure Renfro is going to get as many targets as he did last year. Um, I, I honestly believe he was a one of those guys who was getting all these targets because, A, Waller was injured, and who else are you going to throw it to? Like you had Zay Jones, uh, you had Renfro, but Renfro, Renfro is clearly an upgrade over uh, Zay Jones. Like He's a lot better than Zay Jones. Um, so it's one of those things where there wasn't really a whole lot to throw to. So that's why he was getting as many targets as he was getting. I'm not saying that he's, you know, a bad wide receiver. I just don't think he's going to, you know, reproduce what he did last year. Um, I love the addition of Matt Collins, by the way, on this team. Uh, Matt Matt Collins was with Miami last year and, and all that guy does is go out there. He plays hard every single down. Uh, he's a big body wide receiver. Uh, I believe he's like 6'2 or 6'3. Um, he'll go out there and he will block his butt off for you. So, th- so that's going to get him on the field a lot. Um, I'm not saying Matt Collins will even usurp uh, Hunter Renfro, but I-, I think Matt Collins will, you know, get some of those targets as well. He'll be on the field. Yeah, when, when they do when they do the three wide receiver sets with the one tight end and the running back. Um, yeah, it will be, I think, honestly, I think it'll be Matt Collins just because of all the little things that he does that Tyron Johnson and I like DeMarcus Robinson, but DeMarcus Robinson is not the, the wide receiver Matt Collins is. I so like it. 
let me throw one more thing out too about this team with all the stuff that they went through last year, coach getting fired early, um, having, having a, a guy kill someone like that, that locker room went through hell and back and, you know, everybody wrote them off, you know, coach got fired. Oh, well they're done. Um, rookie, you know, speedster wide receiver goes and kills somebody. That team is not coming out of this and done. And they went to the playoffs, right? They got playoff experience under their belt. I, I know Mike doesn't like them and doesn't want to hear it, but I think there's something to that. They've got a good coach coming in and, and that team's locker room has been tested already. They're, they're tough as nails. I, there's something to that in this division. And, and I really like this Raiders team both in the NFL and as uh, as fantasy options this year because of it. The the, yeah. the only – go ahead, Mike. Go ahead, Mike. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, no, they did make the playoffs. That, that was – I mean, that was a test of perseverance. There is a lot to like about the Raiders. You know I don't like them, right? But, I mean, like I don't like them as a Broncos fan, but as a fantasy guy, I love them. Like I love the Raiders, and I love Derek Carr, and especially, like you said, in Scott Fishbowl. Yeah, I, I think they have to remain healthy if they want to have a chance in, in, in this division. You put this – listen, you put this Raiders team in in the NFC, and and they're one of the better teams in the NFC. The The, the problem is, is – and I, I – listen, I fully understand what losing Tyreek Hill can do to a team, but until you beat the champs of the division, they're still the champs of the division. So they still have to go through Kansas City. They have to go through Denver, who is a hell of a team, who've done nothing but upgrade this offseason as well. And then you got to go through um, the Chargers, who we just talked about, who is also a hell of a team. Uh, I like what the, the Raiders have done this offseason, but I have them last in this division. And that's only because the, the division that they're in. It's not a hate towards the Raiders. Like I said, you put this team in the NFC, it's one of the best teams in the NFC. But the problem is, is their division that they play in is from top to bottom is absolutely stacked. Yeah, this division is something else, man. They're just top to bottom, end to end. This has got so much talent in it, it's not even funny. So now we're going to go ahead and ask some tough questions, guys. Who's the best quarterback in this division? Is it Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, or Derek Carr? I'll, I'll go. I'll take this one first, um, and I'm only looking at this as strictly fantasy, and not as an NFL quarterback. If I was doing, uh, it, yep. If I was doing, <laughs> N, if I was doing NFL, it'd be Patrick Mahomes. But based strictly 100 on fantasy, I've got to go with Justin Herbert. And yeah. Jason, what do you think? No, I I was going to say the exact same thing in the exact same way. Look, Mahomes is the better quarterback in the league. Um, but the weapons for Herbert, the two top end weapons. Now, look, it, it really does come down to health for Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, those guys, because like those guys get hurt, and I don't know who they, who else they have. But um, Michael but, Bandy, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean Herbert, from a fantasy perspective, is the number one quarterback in this division. In this division. And I'm going to actually agree with you guys. I think Justin Herbert will be the guy to own. I think he finishes as the number two quarterback this year. And I feel like Patrick Mahomes finishes number three. So for me, you're splitting hairs. Um, Russell Wilson, I have at number seven or number eight. I can't remember. It's one of those two. I've got him and at so, eight. Uh, so a little bit further down than even both of these guys. And Derek Carr, I have at 11. So, I mean, 
for me, these are all quarterback ones. Um, I think that's going to be something that's pretty cool if they can all finish as a quarterback one at the end of the season out of one division. So best running back, we've got Javante Williams, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, Austin Eckler, or Josh Jacobs. A little bit of a downgrade there when we talk about running backs. It's Austin Eckler. It is. He's With all the receptions out of the backfield, still a great runner, still can find the end zone. Not a lot of competition there. Uh, it's Austin Eckler, and and it could have been Javante, right? They didn't resign Melvin Gordon. There's a world where Javante eats into that because I think he's got talent. But uh, Austin Eckler is the one that's got uh, got talent and no competition, so it's Eckler for me. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. Like, it would actually be very, very close for me if they didn't bring back Melvin Gordon. Like, let's say, for example, um, the Broncos went out and they signed uh, Rojo, right? Like, they brought Rojo in instead of bringing back Melvin Gordon. Um, man, that would – between him and Eckler, it would be very, very close. Um, but I would I would still probably lean Eckler, but, it, man, it would be so close. But they brought back Melvin Gordon, and I, I expect to see, you know, a, a, almost a 50-50 split like they did last year. I mean, these guys both had the same amount of carries last year. Their yards were only separated by, like, 10 or 15 yards on the season. And, and Melvin Gordon – Mel- Mel- Melvin Gordon had a way more touchdowns than Javante Williams. Uh, yeah. I-, I think he had like five or six more touchdowns than him. But uh, yeah, I- I've got to go Eckler. The- he's just an absolute stud. Plus, he's so cool to fantasy owners yep. and stuff like that. He like gets involved with the fantasy owner. I too will go with Eckler, but I would not be shocked to see Clyde Edwards-Hilaire uh, dethrone him in this season. <laughs> Um, wide receiver. I'm about to remove Mike from the, from the stream here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wide receivers, we got Sutton. We got, we're going to say Smith Schuster is the best one on the Chiefs for now, for argument's sake. Uh, Keenan Allen on the Chargers and Devontae Adams for the Raiders. Who's the best fantasy receiver here? I mean, it's. I think this one's clear cut too with Devontae Adams. Is it? I, I mean, okay, who's, you think it's Cortland Sutton? I think it will be Cortland Sutton, honestly. I mean, to actually, you know what? I, I actually think it's going to be Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen's Mr. Consistent. Keenan Allen is always getting it done. I think it's Keenan Allen. And, I mean, everybody always refers to his injury history. What did he have? Like, the biggest one he had was a ruptured spleen, which is very hard to repeat. And the other one was also, like, a crazy knee break on him. So, I don't really think he's he's really an injury-prone guy. Uh, so, for me, it's Keenan Allen. You can't repeat it because you only get one spleen. it's a one and done (laughs) it's this so i want to say it's keenan allen i i I really really do i i love keenan allen i've been a a huge fan of keenan allen for years uh there's some years where i had him and he absolutely burnt me and those were his Man, the, the last five years, 102 receptions, 97, 104, 100, 106. Like, the guy just goes out and is so consistent. Devontae Adams going to the Raiders' new team, uh, he is familiar with the quarterback. Um, they did play together in college. That was a long time ago. But they did play together in college. But I'm uh, – I just can't count on Derek Carr producing a number one wide receiver out of nowhere. 
he hasn't had a number one wide receiver to produce a number one wide receiver. That's the oh, problem. Oh, Amari Cooper's a wide receiver one. In the no, game, he's in not. The no, he's not. Uh, I mean, I'm gonna, listen, if I'm drafting right now, am I drafting Devontae Adams over Keenan Allen? Yes, I am. So I got to go Devontae Adams. Fair enough. Fair point. Yep. I think honestly, I might be grabbing Devonte Adams before I grab uh, before I grab Keenan Allen too. But it's still close for me. Uh, I, I won't. I won't be as excited to grab Devonte Adams this year as I would be in previous years. Um, but I'm still drafting him ahead of Keenan Allen, so I'm going to go. He's the better wide receiver. Okay, and the best tight end out there. I mean. We don't even have to bring this guy up, right? Right? Travis Kelsey wins by default. The number yeah. one tight end in the league. Yeah. Uh, unless Jason's got something different. <laughs> no, I, I mean, listen, I uh, I already told you, I think Waller's taking a step back. He's a guy, uh, a couple years ago, I would say, because of the targets he was getting, I could have challenged Kelsey. Um, but Kelsey's the number one guy. I don't think it's going to change this year from last year. Um, I, although Mark Andrews, I guess was the number one total, like after at, by the end of the season. Um, uh, but I think Kelsey's still the number one. Well, no Tyreek Hill, those, that, that safety blanket's going to turn to Travis Kelsey. I mean, there's yeah. no doubt in my mind that Kelsey, Kelsey might even do better this year than he ever has in, in his previous years. And also this guy's been doing is crushing it his whole entire career. So, um, and I think Albert Oakwavenom could also finish as a tight end one as well, but not as high as Kelsey. Did Did you know that Travis Kelsey and Gronk are the same age? I did yep. not know that. They just They just don't seem it right. Like it's just so much punishment on Gronk's body, but they're the exact same age. And uh, one dude's retiring, and uh, the other guy's still uh, still kicking it out there, being the number one. Oh please, yeah. Gronk will be back midseason. Stop it. He just doesn't want to go so. through. He just doesn't. He just doesn't want to go through training camp and all that. Like, and I, I don't blame him. I hope so. I don't want to see Cade Otten or whatever. Uh, <laughs> as, Dude, as our Jason, one. It, it's going to be the guy you have a jersey of. It's going to be Cameron Bright. Come on, man. Cameron Bright. Yeah, you can I'm wear that. You can go late in so many basketball drafts just because of this. Right. But I do think Gronk comes back, and we got Nino checking in. And he's saying nonsense like MVS is greater than Juju, but Nino. <laughs> Nino's great. Nino's great for a hot buddy. take like that. That's a good hot take, Nino. We appreciate you chiming in. <laughs> Nino, Nino is showing up late and high. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was late because he was ripping it. That's okay though. We're, we we uh, we condone that here on the Blitz. As a matter of fact, so Look, Cam- uh, Cameron Bright. Cameron Bright is a Tampa Bay tight end one, but. And and that's because Nino, for people that are listening to the podcast and not watching on YouTube, um, Nino popped up Cameron Bright tight end one. We've look I five years ago I would have said t- Cameron Bright was heading that way. OJ Howard got drafted. They got Gronk. Like Cameron Bright's best seasons are behind him. We saw what he could do. I think he ended up with like four receptions on seven targets in the games that Gronk was out last year. If they needed him. If he was that great, he would have been good last year too. He, I love what he's done for the Tampa franchise, but that guy, don't go in best ball, okay, but don't go get that good late thinking you're going to get something special. That is not Cameron Bray anymore. Yeah, he's not my tight end one in these best ball leagues, by the way. Yeah, that's the guy <laughs> I'm grabbing in the 16th, 17th round to end out the draft. So um, just because I have the expectation that he should at least see the volume, and that's the only thing that uh, is there for me is the volume. But Kate Otten actually ought to be the guy to uh, – grab if you if you're continuing on best ball drafts 
So, guys, with that, we're going to go ahead and wrap this show up this evening. Um, we've got uh, we've, we've got a wild child running through the running through. Um, but we'll go ahead and wrap this up. Well, the best division, man. I had a lot of fun talking about it. Um, a lot of housekeeping stuff. Make sure you go to toilettsandtitles.com, uh, patreon.com forward slash toilettsandtitles. Give us that love and support on Apple Podcasts. Like and subscribe on YouTube. All that fun stuff. Um, and guys, as always, a pleasure. George, Jason, I always appreciate having you guys on. And we likely won't be seeing you next week because of the Scott Fishbowl uh, draft, but we will definitely be back here in two weeks to talk up some more football. Um, wait, we got a bathroom board bet. Anybody want to take MVS over Juju? I'll take I think Juju. I got Juju I'll side. Juju as well. So that's two of us right there. You know, write it down. Book it. Book it. You got us both hooked right there at the very end. And, guys, we will see you, like I said, if not next week, we will see you next week or the week after, I mean. And you guys have a safe, happy fourth, and we will see you then.